Hi, I'm Melody. And I'm Candy. And you're listening to Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises. We have with us this morning, we are so excited about this, Dr. Gary Chapman. And I know when you hear that name, I know what you think of. What do you think of, Candy? The love man. Can I say that? <laughs> the five love languages. Absolutely. Right. And we know, Dr. Chapman, you are multi-talented, an author, a speaker, a counselor. And I believe until just recently on staff at Calvary Baptist Church in Winston-Salem, where we broadcast from. And I have to ask you first, before we get into the love languages, I think you're kind of officially retired uh but are you really (laughs) well i am officially retired but the church asked me what they could do for me i said let me keep an office at the church and give me my assistant and they said we'll do both of them (laughs) so i'm in the office every day doing what i was doing (laughs) nothing's changed you know i just told them after 50 years i thought it was time to get off the payroll so (laughs) that that is something well you have you have touched and changed a whole lot of lives through the years and particularly with that one you've written a lot of books by the way a lot but one in particular stands out that's right uh the five love languages i know i've used this in my own marriage. I'll pull that out a lot to my husband. I'll say, have you not read Dr. Chapman's book? Let me get that back out for you. uh, And Dr. Chapman, as a side note, Candy, who was just talking there, today is actually her eighth wedding anniversary. It is. Well, congratulations. That's a good start. Thank you. Well, I owe a lot of that to your book because I expected a lot of things in marriage and I just, I was not speaking his language and vice versa. So we thank you for that just specifically in our marriage. But so let's talk about those love languages. And we know that you have explained this, I'm sure, at least a, a thousand, million. <laughs> probably a million times. But for those maybe listening who have not heard of those love languages, there are five of them. Could we maybe just explain some of those words of affirmation? Would you explain that to us? Sure. And I never tire of speaking about the love languages because mm-hmm. I know they can change marriages. So, mm-hmm. yeah, words of affirmation is simply communicating to them things about them that you genuinely appreciate. You know, honey, you look nice in that outfit. You know, I really appreciate uh, all that you do for me. Mm. You know, one of the things I like about you, it's just looking for things that you can genuinely affirm. Uh, yeah, I had a lady some time ago said to me, she said, Gary, she said, uh, I know it would be good if I could give my husband some positive words. She said, but to be honest with you, I can't think of anything good to say about the man. Oh. <laughs> and I said, well, does he ever take a shower? And she said, well, yes. I said, how often? She said, every day. I said, if I were you, I'd start there. <laughs> well, he said, she's taking a shower, honey. I said, listen, there are men who don't. You know? <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. Oh, that's great. Uh, so that's words of affirmation. What about quality time? Quality time is giving the other person your undivided attention. I do not mean sitting on the couch watching television. Someone mm-hmm. else has your attention. I'm talking about TV is off, computer's down, we're not answering the phone, we're talking to each other, we're listening to each other. Now, it doesn't always have to be a conversation. We can be walking down the road, just taking a stroll together and talking when we like, but not, not a lot of talk. The important thing is we're doing something together that the other person really likes. Maybe the wife would like to have a little flower garden in the front yard. And he says, okay, honey, I'll help you. And so he goes out and for three hours, he invests three hours with her doing something she would like for them to do. The important thing 
things, not the flowers. He is giving her his undivided attention. And for some people, this is their primary love language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if they don't get quality time, they won't feel loved. He can be washing dishes, vacuuming floors, and doing all kinds of stuff. She won't feel loved because what she wants, would you please just sit down and talk with me? So the next love language is about gift receiving. So tell us a little bit about that one. Yeah, it's universal to give gifts as an expression of love. You know, before I studied theology, I did a undergrad and a master's in uh, cultural anthropology, the study of cultures all around the world. We've never discovered a culture where gift giving is not an expression of love. The gift says they were thinking about me. Look what they got for me. It can be a candy bar, you know, their mm-hmm. favorite candy bar when you go grocery shopping. It doesn't have to be expensive. I always say it, it's the thought that counts. But I remind people, it's not the thought left in your head that counts. It's the gift that came out of the thought in your head, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I had a guy say the other day, he said, uh, said, Dr. Chapman, he said, I was taking a walk, and he said, I knew my wife's language was gifts, and I saw a bird feather. So I picked it up and just kind of brushed it off and took it home with me, and I walked in. I said, honey, while I was walking this morning, I found this bird feather, and I want to give it to you because it reminded me that you are the wind beneath my wings. Oh. And she said, oh, that is so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and that was free right there. It didn't cost him a penny, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Dr. Chapman, so far we've talked about three of these. Now, Candy, you're definitely quality time. Me, it's acts of service. If you vacuum for me, that's the world. So uh, <laughs> explain that one a little bit for us. Well, that's my wife's love language, too. That's why before I left this morning, I took the trash out. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> See, that's so wonderful. She, she's going to walk in there and look in that trash can mm-hmm. and say, man, what a man, yep. what a man. That, it's so true. It, it is. is so true. So this one is simply doing things for your spouse that you know they would like for you to do. It can be cooking a meal, washing dishes, vacuuming floors, washing the car, walking the dog, changing the baby's diaper. Ooh, that's a big one. (laughs) You know, you've heard the old saying, actions speak louder than words. For these people, that's true. You can give them words of affirmation, tell them how wonderful they are, and they're thinking, if you really love me, you'd be doing something for me, you know? (laughs) And in the early stages of our marriage, that was one of our problems. You know, I was in graduate school and working part-time, and Carolyn had a part-time job, and uh, one night she said to me, she said, you know, honey, I don't I don't understand why you don't ever offer to help me. Mm. I said, what, what are you talking about? She said, well, you don't ever offer to wash the dishes or clean the toilet or vacuum the floor. You, you don't you don't offer to help me with anything. And in my mind, I was thinking, oh, well, my mother did those things, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. You know, we all bring our model from our childhood into oh, our yeah. marriage. Mm-hmm. And of course, I didn't know anything about love languages in those days. Mm-hmm. But when I started doing I said, well, I can do them. I said, now, I don't know how to clean the toilet. And she said, well, I'll teach you how, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Happy to. <laughs> That's so funny. But when I started doing those things, she started giving me affirming words. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it, but that turned out, and that was my love language. Yeah. So now she was, she was affirming me, you know. So, yeah, uh, acts of service for some people. This is their love language. You know, and for me, the acts of service is, is the p- one part of it, but I lead a really busy schedule. So when I come home from work and the vacuuming has been done or the dishwasher has been emptied or the toilet cleaned, and I did not have to ask. Oh, yeah. yeah. That right. to me is just, the, that is just it mm-hmm. for me. For, so definitely uh, acts of service. And then lastly, physical touch, Dr. Chapman. Physical touch. You know, we've long known the emotional power of physical touch. That's why we pick up babies. 
babies. Mm-hmm. Hold them, kiss them, cuddle them. Long before the baby understands the meaning of the word love, the baby feels love. Now, in a marriage, that's such things as holding hands and uh, hugging each other, kissing the whole arm around the shoulder, driving down the road, you just put your hand over on their leg, sitting around the house, and they walk by and you trip them. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm Don't trip your spouse. Have you been in my house? <laughs> <laughs> but for these people, it's those affirming touches that communicate to them you really genuinely love them. Mm. So from what we understand, a person usually speaks with one primary love language, but over time, can that love language change or can they move back and forth? How how does that work? You know, I think that... Uh, Fundamentally, I think the love language tends to stay with us for a lifetime, like a lot of other personality traits. However, having said that, yes, I think there are seasons of life and circumstances where another love language may jump to the top. For example, a mother who has two preschool children. Acts of service may not be her primary love language, but during those years it likely will jump to the top Mm -hmm. because she's overwhelmed with so many things to do. I think another factor is also if you're number one and number two, I call them your primary love language and your secondary love language, if they're very close, and sometimes they are, and you get enough of number one, you may begin to think, oh, I don't know, I think number two's become number one. Mm -hmm. But if they stop doing number one, you'll quickly know, oh, no, 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 that's still my primary. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. don't stop. Yeah, and then circumstances, like, for example, if your spouse gets a phone call that uh, an extended member of their family has died. Physical touch may not be their language, but mm-hmm. chances are, if you just put your arms around them and mm-hmm. hold them and let them cry in your arms, that is the most powerful thing you can do at that moment. So, you know, I think there's circumstances and there's stages of life when the love language may, may change, yes. You know, all this makes such sense. Just so common sense type yeah. talk. Yeah. It's so hard. <laughs> For so yeah. many, well, it's you know, so hard. It, it, yeah, yeah, it, it is because by nature, if we don't know anything about love languages, we will speak to our spouse what makes us feel loved. That's why in the early days of my marriage, for example, in the early months, I would give my wife positive words. I tell her how nice she looked, you know, how much I appreciated what she, the meal she fixed. I give her positive words. I was loving her in the way I wanted to be loved. Mm. But the fact is, we miss each other. And then here's the other factor. If their primary love language is your number five, the one that means the least to you, there's a learning curve. Mm. You know, I remember, for example, the man who said to me, he said, Gary, he said, my wife's love language is words of affirmation. We read your book. We took the quiz. And that's her love language. He said, I never received words growing up. And he said, I don't know how to speak them. Mm. He said, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. And I said, well, okay, you are where you are. But now listen to me. Tell me three things that, that you, you feel like your wife does a good job or whatever. He said, well, he said, she's a good cook mm-hmm. and she's a good school teacher and she's a good mother. I said, okay. I wrote a sentence or two on each one of those, just wrote it on a sheet of paper, like on the cooking. Honey, I haven't told you this, but I really appreciate all the good meals you fixed for us. I just wrote out a couple sentences. I said, now, here's your assignment. You go home this week. You stand in front of a mirror in a room by yourself. And you read these three sentences or these three things out loud to yourself twice a day. So you hear yourself actually saying these words. He said, well, okay. (laughs) So he did. He came back. I said, okay, now can you say them without looking at the paper? (laughs) And he did. He stumbled a little bit, but he did. I said, now here's your assignment. Over the next three weeks, each week, you give her one of these three. 
just one each week, and you can any order you want to give them in, and just see what happens. So he came back at the end of three weeks. I said, did you do it? He said, yeah, yeah, I did. I said, how'd your wife respond? He said, well, on the third week, she said to me, what's going on with you? I've never heard you give me so many compliments. And he said, well, honey, I said, what did you say? He said, I said, honey, I'm just trying to learn how to love you and how to express my love to you. And wow. she said, well, this is so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that right there to me would mean even more than the actual words of affirmation that you are trying. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you are taking the time to actually be better and do better to help our marriage. So uh, I, that's absolutely. great. Yeah. So absolutely. a lot of it is just the will to, to do better. Yeah. And, and, and the good news is you can learn to speak any one of these languages as an adult, even if you didn't receive them growing up. You, you, know, you learn them. You realize how important they are. You can learn to speak them. Yes. So, Dr. Chapman, is there a place where those listening right now could go and take the test to see what their specific love language is? Maybe they want to figure it out for their spouse. Uh, Maybe the two of them can do that together. Is there a place that they can go to do that? Yes, they can go to the website, 5lovelanguages.com, the number 5, 5lovelanguages.com. There's a free quiz there. They told me the other day, my, my publisher runs that website, they told me that 80 million people have taken that quiz. Wow. So husband take the quiz, wife take the quiz, it'll tell you your primary love language, your secondary love language, and then how the others fall in line under that. Well, Dr. Chapman, you've made the divorce rate go down. <laughs> well, I hear people tell me every week, when I, I do marriage seminars around the country, 15 a year on Saturday, and even last week I was in Oklahoma City, every week I have people say to me, that book mm-hmm. saved mm-hmm. our marriage. You see, one of our deepest needs is the need to feel loved. Mm-hmm by the significant people in our lives. And if you're married, the person you would most like to love you is your spouse. And when they learn, you learn each other's language, you start speaking it, what I call the love tank, the love tank fills up. Mm -hmm. And you're really secure in each other's marriage. And you can solve all the differences you have, all the conflicts and those things. You can solve all those things much better. When, you, when that need for love is met. And I think that's why so many people have been helped by that book. My husband and I, we did a video. You did like a video love language for churches that you could do. Mm-hmm. And uh, my husband and I did that and the love tank filling up and all that. And I remember uh, a, a, a good long time after that, I would go, the love tank needs some gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I milk that a little bit. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I milk that just a little bit uh, to get that love tank filled up. But uh, a couple of things before we let you go. First of all, we have met your wife, Carolyn, yes. and actually one night we had dinner with her and Mark Lowry. Oh, yeah. There was okay. a missions conference going on at Calvary Baptist, and we uh-huh. were there, and then afterwards, Mark Lowry wanted to take the morning joyride out to dinner, and Carolyn was there, and we sat and we were able to talk to her, and she is just, she's hilarious for one thing. She's just so <laughs> funny the way she expresses herself, but uh, I think you've got a jewel in her. And no question about it. You do. No question you about do. it. You know, we uh, last year we celebrated our 60th wedding anniversary, and she said, "I don't know how that could be. I'm only 49." <laughs> <laughs> so, Kenny, you're on number eight, and I'm on 36. I'm the old one, Doctor. All Chetty. right, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, and the, I think the love language book has affected all of our yes. marriages sitting here today. So, on this Valentine's Day, it's actually Valentine's Day, yeah. and so it's a oh, great yeah. day to just, as I said a while ago, do better. Yes. And uh, so, go to uh, that website 
website, find out your love language, and it's obvious that it makes a huge difference. So, Dr. Chapman, thank you. You know, you are a part of this area of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I, you know, it's Krispy Kreme, Texas Peak, Dr. Gary Chapman. There you go. It's, you know, you are like a icon in this area, and we just feel privileged to have you, first of all, so close by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and so we thank you uh, from the bottom of our hearts today for taking uh, some time with us. Well, thank you, and I agree with you. I don't know anything more important a couple could do on Valentine's Day mm-hmm. than to go to 5lovelanguages.com and yeah. take that free quiz. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, th- this could be the beginning of a whole new phase of your life. Thanks for chatting with me this morning. Good luck in your retirement. Enjoy. Enjoy thank it. You. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises podcast with Candy and Melody. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and share the podcast. You can learn more at joyfm.org. Try Peas and Carrots podcast for more encouragement. Brian and Kayla share life from their piece of the vegetable patch. Expect a laugh, find common ground, and hear stories you can't wait to share. It's a podcast about doing life together, growing in Christ together, and learning to laugh no matter what comes your way. Search Peas and Carrots podcast wherever you listen to podcasts today. Get quick encouragement on the go with your encouraging five-minute podcast. It's a weekly dose of encouragement to start your week off right. Search your encouraging five-minute podcast today. Navigating life as a mom or a dad in a blended family can be a real challenge. But working together with God's help, there are strategies that work and ideas to cope. Blended is a podcast hosted by dad and pastor, Derek Withrow, designed as real help for the 40% of families with kids from a previous marriage. Make it your next download on Apple, Google, or wherever you listen.